0: What is good, guys, and welcome back to yet another episode, yet episode number 13, actually, of the Sneaker Resung 101 podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Sanglin, of course, with my brother, Dom, the other host as well. Dom, how are you? Am I? How are you, my guy?
1: Doing well. Right We're on,
0: <laughs> what is that? I said I can't even talk right now, but it what is what it is. Let's get, let's get, get it.
1: <laughs> Lucky 13. Lucky number 13 today.
0: So Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Super excited, man but uh so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and talk about <laughs> Dom's incident with the Kobe Swat me, right so a lot of you guys know that Dom and I go to uh, these different series events to cash out make content um but due to unfortunate events, Dom will go ahead and explain what happened <laughs> at uh the last Kobe Swat me that he was supposed to go to. go ahead and yeah. go ahead and uh, explain that brother
1: I can just say I didn't make it, and it there wasn't any unfortunate event i just literally couldn't fall asleep like <laughs> here's here's basically what happened here's the short answer i scheduled myself to vend i'm not someone who does well on low sleep but i'm someone that's like i don't know i get in my sleep cycles and i kind of stay in them so trying mm-hmm. to wake up at like 4:40 in the morning was kind of stressful for me so yeah. i did all the work i got 40 pairs i tagged them all with the prices i loaded them up in my car Damn. um and then I, tr- I tried to sleep and I tried to get like my four hours of sleep, go to sleep at like midnight, wake up at 4 a.m. And I kind of just psyched myself out. I was like, all right, like I need to fall asleep fast so I can get like four hours of sleep in because you're going to go work a 10 hour day plus drive like over an hour round trip. So like it's a gnarly day. Like you got to get a little bit of sleep. And I just kind of psyched <laughs> myself out to the point where my four it was a 440 a.m. alarm and it went off and I was still awake. And I was just like, ah,
0: oh, damn. And then, and then what happened when you finally, like, started moving?
1: So I was like, okay, I can't just bail on the whole event, which I ended up doing. But I, So I called up Tony first because he lives in San Diego. He lives 10 minutes away from the event. And we just kind of talked through what the options were. And what I was going to do was I was going to go drive to his place in San Diego. He was going to take all the pairs and take my place and go set up the booth because he was going to help me set up. So we were already going to meet there and we were going to set up together and then – um, the plan was we were going to go by in the morning while our boy Joe helps us hold down the booth and then we were going to come back and I don't know if he was going to stay all day and run the booth with me or not, but I was at least going to run the booth all day. So what yeah. we were going to do instead was I was going to drive to his place. He was going to take all the pairs and then he was going to go in and bring all the pairs in to Vend. But I got on the highway. So it was like five in the morning. It was still pitch black and I hadn't slept since the night before and I started driving now just like this is a bad idea yeah like, i was just i was just thinking like i can't miss this event because i committed to being there and it's just such a great event for business and content and all that stuff yeah but at the same time i was just thinking in the back of my head like my safety's way more important like am i really going to go drive 35 exactly. miles in the dark on no sleep like, exactly
0: exactly bro like
1: i don't know i feel like there was
0: something that so there was something in the back of your mind like your your intuition that told you like all right don't don't go don't go any further. Just go back home. Because imagine if you would have fell asleep, you know what I mean. Like on the highway, like you just said, dark, driving by yourself with no one with you in the car. Imagine what could have happened. You know what I mean. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know, bro. I I, I guess I, I'm I'm one thousand percent with you, with like your safety. Um, obviously, you didn't want anything bad to happen because. <laughs> You know, if if something were to bad happen, you wouldn't be here right now. So, I mean, I'm I'm grateful that you that you made the decision that you did. But uh, I mean, you were excited, bro. I remember you texted me. you were like, bro, I cannot fall asleep. I guess I have to pull an all nighter. I'm like, bro, good luck. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah dude i was hyped for that event bro i was really excited for it it was it was so disappointing when i decided i wasn't gonna go but it was like what i would say is when you're driving tired it's like driving impaired like and i could feel it like i felt my reaction times were slower and i was like less focused on the road and stuff i was like fuck like i can't i can't do that yeah
0: yeah bro you 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 start to like lose track of like what you're doing and then you just start to date like the days off and then you might even just fall asleep you know what i mean like I I've been in those situations where, before where I'm like dang I'm so tired bro I can't even I can barely keep my eyes open, you know and um I don't know bro that's just, it's super dangerous and um again I'm I'm thankful that you made the decision that you did but nonetheless, I mean, Kobe I, it was a two day event though so you could have went to the second day right yeah I didn't where go on Sunday to
1: I didn't think there's gonna be a lot of turnout and I missed day one I should have gone on Sunday for sure I should have you should have yeah. I mean, well, I was, I was already. You, you never, you never know. Yeah. That, you no. know
0: what I mean? Like you never know, like what you could have, what you could have personally like bought the second day. Especially everyone that like went to go swap meet might want to just get rid of all the pairs that they have. You know what I mean?
1: What I should have done in hindsight for sure is I should have. When I woke up at ten a.m. because I was ready to go at ten. I know we talked about this on the phone for a minute. I think, or I sent you mm-hmm. a voice message or something. I yeah. was ready to go at ten a.m. But I had forty pairs of shoes in my car and like. I wouldn't have been able to go to the back and unload the car yeah. and then so what I should have done was just unloaded the car which would have been a bitch because it's like you know it's six flights of stairs from my car to my inventory room in my Damn. apartment so I would have yeah. unloading 40 pairs would have been tough but I could have just hustled unloaded the 40 pairs gotten there at like 11 a.m maybe noon and I could have tried to cash out a little bit and I could have held down the table with my boy who I was going to go vent with and then try to buy shoes out of the table because he said he did a pretty decent job buying shoes from people who were walking because we put up, we we're going to put up a sign. Like we made a sign and everything saying we're buying <laughs> shoes. So I should have pulled up, felt the vibes for a couple hours, you know, networked a little bit, met some, like met some people, you know, like, it would have been yeah. worth it to at least make an appearance, especially because I said I was going to be there. So like yeah. in hindsight, the fact that I couldn't sleep was like kind of out of my control. Like, I don't know what you do about that. I think yeah. I made the right call not to drive there, but I should have woken up and then, like hustled over there and at least at the very least made an appearance even if I wasn't going to sell shoes or even if I didn't do great buying like just to be there you know yeah that's I mean I, I mean
0: at. I feel like it would have been okay if you had someone with you you know what I mean if you had yeah. someone with you I feel like that would have been would have been fine so but I, but I, I, I know agree. your brother like moved out and you know that's kind of like out of your control now but I mean at the same time too everything happens for a reason but I mean like I saw a few photos, like, there's a few people that actually cashed out pretty well. Yeah. Um, did your did your boy or your brother, like, cash out at the event, by any chance?
1: Yeah, so Joe, Joe said he bought, like, I can't remember, we were talking today, I think over 20 pairs he ended up buying. Um, but mind you, he was holding down the table the whole time, so that was pretty much all just from people coming up to the table, which is yeah. like, and I also know... Um, we're at different stages in our reselling journey. If I were there with him, I would have been buying more aggressively than he was because obviously, um, like I have more, like realistically I have more capital than I can keep invested in shoes right now. So any opportunity Mm -hmm. like that where I can buy in bulk is huge for the business. So like, I think there could have been really big upside cashing out that way. But Tony pulled up in the morning still without me to cash out and he only got a few pairs. Um, He couldn't find many good deals. I think he might have left a little bit too early. I remember there was one event I went to that felt like a dead end. I was there for like an hour and a half. I only got one pair, and it was like, okay, it's almost time to go home. But I'm gonna roll through one more time and see. And I ended up leaving that event with like 16 pairs. So that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. It was a smaller event too. So the point is, is like sometimes you gotta be patient with it. Sometimes people will be more. Sometimes the biggest steals you have to get too early, like when the sticker price is low. So you gotta go get those deals early. But then Rex. as you get later into the event, that's when you negotiate a little bit more and get the deal. So I feel like if we stuck to the original plan, honestly, with me and Tony both going, trying to cash out, holding down the table, being there all day for two days, I think it would have been huge for business. And yeah. I'm already thinking about how to do it next time. Like maybe I'll just give Joe some pairs and let him bring them for me and then I can just show up Show up at like exactly. 7 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. And- be able to hold it down I, yeah i feel i
0: feel like you gotta be executed better bro you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like you shouldn't be like the only one that should i i feel like you shouldn't be like the only one that should handle all those 40 pairs i feel like you should kind of like give some to tony give some to your boy <clears throat> you know have it already laid out on the table so that by the time you get there those pairs will be ready those pairs will already be sold and then you can add the new ones to the table when you get there um but nonetheless before we get into the next topic right because I want to talk more about like the buying table I want to talk about getting steals at these events.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I know we kind of talked about getting steals the at the during the the past the the past few podcasts but again I want to talk about that again because I feel like it's important at especially at these singer events. Um but like nonetheless what did you learn from this whole experience?
1: <laughs> one one is that i need to have more self-awareness like tony told me straight up like dom you're not gonna be able to wake up at 4 a.m like i know you you're just not gonna be able to and i said nah fuck out of here like i'll make it. Like it's so important for business it's gonna go so well like i need yeah. to do it yeah. he was dead right like it just wasn't because he because he knows how i am with sleep like whenever we travel as a fan like uh yeah. i i have horrible jet lag like i have dude, you know, what's weird. I, I sneeze when I'm tired. It's like, that's something that happens whenever I travel. It's like, <laughs> I get super jet lagged and I can't stop sneezing. Fun it's fact about
0: weird. dumb guys.
1: There you go. <laughs> so that's, that's what I would learn is like, you know, be as self-aware as possible. Like I probably should have given all the pairs either to Joe or to Tony to go set up in the morning. Let me get a couple more hours of sleep and then show up at a time. That's like more manageable for me personally, because like, I can't just wake up at ten AM all week long and then switch on a dime and wake up at four and expect for that to work out for me personally.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I, I I mean I feel that bro. Like if you're if you're just like super excited for something the next day, like you cannot go to bed. I I, I remember like on before the first day of school, I used to just be awake the whole day and I couldn't I, I absolutely could not go to sleep or even like even like when I before I went to um my, the first time I went to Orlando to go to, like, a sneer event, I could not go to bed. So I was, li- I was literally up all day, had to catch a flight at 5 a.m., and I, you know, I couldn't – I literally couldn't go to sleep. I had to take a shower and then go straight to the airport. But then I, I, slept at, I slept on the plane. But at the same time, too, bro, you know, self-awareness is, self-awareness is good. You know for the next few events to, def- to definitely get your sleep. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Plan um,
1: differently.
0: Yeah, exactly. Plan differently. uh I don't know. I I know that preparation, especially being a vendor at these events, it takes a lot of time. Tagging the shoes, you know. um I don't know. There's. I I, I don't know. I told. I talked to you about this. Like, there's a there's a few vendors. There's a lot of vendors that take over two hundred pairs of shoes, and I'm like, dang, how do you manage all those pairs? Yeah. you know like what yeah. if someone steals a pair what if you lose a pair you know it, it that's a lot of like responsibility you know something like kobe swap meet it's a two day event right so right after day 1 you have to like box up all the pairs put it back in your car go back home uh, you know once you go back home you got to get ready for day 2 load them back in your car or you know keep them in your car, but if you keep them in your car, you have a chance of someone robbing or you know breaking yeah. into your car, or something like that. So yeah. it, it'll be better, it'll be better safe if you keep it in your house and then you load it back again. Then you gotta unload at the event, and you you know it's just it's a it's a very very tedious process, um, you know. But I I know I know for or for for a lot of vendors, it's worth it for them because of the prizes that they give. Um, but at the same time too, like. I mean i i mean 40 pairs is a lot can you imagine like 200 plus 300 plus pairs
1: you know what i mean it would be really gnarly like that was yeah. one of the things was i didn't even show up but i could tell because i did all the inventory tracking before so i made a whole separate notes page with all the pairs i was bringing the prices we were going to list them at and then when i unloaded them from my car i just went back through my notes and made sure i had all the pairs so like there's obviously even Damn. more work that goes into that if you do show up to the event and sell but yeah. some of these people be getting crazy prices.
0: 1,000%. Oh. 1,000%. And like that, that moves on to like the next topic, which was the buying table, right? Like the buying table. So I remember you telling me about the table you got at Kobe's. You said it was a really, really good area where there was like a bunch of traffic. Um, and literally, like anyone that went to the event would. Definitely stop by at the table, try to sell some pears. You know what I mean? I kind of had the same exact thing happen. George and I had the same exact thing happen in San Jose where there was a bunch of people just having pears in their hands. They had pears in the bags, you know, and then that's where you can go heavy on the buying. So like if you guys listening to, listening to this right now and you guys want to, and you guys are thinking about buying or cashing out at any theater event, you guys should definitely rec. I, I definitely recommend that you guys try buying like a like a table for you to actually cash out on these pairs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it it works really really well. And uh, just say, just just to say the least. I mean, Denver was kind of a different result. I kind of had to put more uh, more footwork into at senior con Denver, but at senior con San Jose, there was literally people bring us steals because they, they literally just wanted extra cash you know what I mean I was buying yeah. I bought fire red threes for35 dollars I bought jubilees for 170 you know I bought you know what else smoke grays for 120 um, just absolute steals and uh I don't know if, if people are bringing pairs or holding pairs in in the in their hands you want to be able to get at them as soon as possible because those people want to get rid of those shoes so that they can start buying other shoes at these events as well. You know what I mean? So definitely like talk about that more about like your strategy of what you would have done um, at the table if you did go.
1: Yeah. my, My strategy realistically was first of all, you know, set up at the table, go through with some pairs and like be a vendor. But the main reason I wanted a table was to like, you know to sell a little bit to test the waters like i was only expecting to sell like 15 or 20 pairs which like isn't huge for two days like we could probably get on the internet list our stuff like we sold 20 pairs sunday and monday online so <coughs> selling 20 pairs in two days isn't insane but the the main reason we wanted to hold it down was for the buying aspect of it so like i picked a location where foot traffic will be good which should have been good for buying and selling um joe told me something interesting about that which i'll touch on in a sec but the whole The whole strategy of having a table was, A, I had someone that wanted to run it for me so I wasn't tied to it, I could still go out and cash out and then come back and have like a a center of like, like a base for the event, you know what I'm saying? But then B, put up a huge sign, say that we're buying used shoes, which is huge because like, like a lot of these tables won't buy used, they only sell (laughs) that stuff. And then spend as much money as possible in two days because like I said, generally the hardest part about this business is keeping my capital active and keeping continuing to spend money on profitable shoes so if i could have cashed out 30 40 50 pairs in two days that would have been a massive w so that was the intention and in hindsight i really should have just fucking woken up on saturday and hustled to get all my pairs back upstairs and then driven out and tried to cash out at the table i think that would have been worth doing i could have still made content out of it i mean there's a chance that it wouldn't have worked out because i was going to be showing up pretty late but that's when the foot traffic is anyway for uh yeah. for people coming into the event is in that like because you've been there like at 7 a.m the only people in the event are or the resellers, vendors or, or the re- re- yeah. yeah yeah exactly. and then because you'd be trying to buy people's old personals when they come in later so uh-huh. i mean honestly showing up at 11 a.m and trying to cash out at the table would have been the sweet spot um so that that's what i should have done i could have basically stuck with the original plan except i wouldn't have been able to sell any pairs at the event um so you live and learn i mean like in my opinion i feel like your setup
0: would have been your setup is like the most important thing so like what kind of what i like experienced when i was at searcon san jose and we had our buying table right when when george cuz george ha- had bought four pairs i had bought three pairs at the beginning of the event so we had seven pairs you know what i mean so like we we had seven pairs on the table all left sneakers and we didn't we kind of looked like we were rookies bro like we (laughs) kind like at the beginning we kind of looked like we were rookies like it looked like we were just a bunch of like no like newbies to the game you know like it it was it was funny like there, there was there was nobody coming to the table I I realized that the the time people started coming to the table and we started getting in like groups and groups of people like literally people were line up to like get cashed out or to see if they could get cashed out by us and um, the it was only the sign yeah exactly right and like the only time um, the only time that happened was when we started to buy a lot more pairs. When we started to have you know 20 plus pairs on the table between George and I, that's when we started to see like we had more people starting to come to the table because they know for a fact that we were buying. So like in 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 Europe like for example for you, if you would have had let's just say even just 20 pairs on the table of stuff that you personally already had right if if i if i was trying to sell my shoes and i saw that she already had bought a few pairs already i'd be like oh dang i think this you know th- this guy's definitely serious i want to i want to i'm going to try to see if i could sell my shoes you know whereas someone that has like no shoes on the table you know it, it's gonna i'm gonna be like dang they, they probably don't they're probably going to just lowball me on my shoes. Right. That's why nobody's selling them their shoes. But right. like if I have 20, 40, 50 plus pairs of shoes on the table or just behind me somewhere, I'm going to be like, okay, this guy's definitely cashing out. He's he's going to offer me a good price for my shoes. And I'm going to like the offer that he gives me. He's going he's gonna to be able to make some money on top and it's going to be a done deal. You know what I mean? You got to think about all that stuff too.
1: For <clears throat> sure. And that's going to be the plan for the next event, I I think – I mean, I got to talk to Tony about it because he wasn't thrilled about how it turned out, which I don't blame him for. Um, But what we're probably going to do or what I'm already thinking about is I'll give some of my pairs to Joe. Joe will bring some of his pairs. Because we would have had – if we brought all the pairs that we had set up or we planned to bring, it would have been like 80 pairs on the table. Like, it would have been a pretty good table between us. And – And
0: And you only had one table,
1: right? It's like – you know how kobe's is you have the really big vendor spaces so he had a table in the front and then two on the sides and like i think he had like a tent up i don't know if he did for sure i know a lot of people do but then you can kind of walk in between the tables and like check out all the shoes mm. you know what i'm saying so it's three tables um dang um, yeah so we could have filled, <laughs> filled it up yeah you
0: could have well bro how, how much is three tables at kobe's
1: we paid um, 175 between us total. Because that might actually have to be a move. I think that would be pretty dope. If you come out in December, I'll – I mean, I was going to give my boy my pairs probably for the next one, but maybe we could all three run it. You could just bring, like, 20 pairs to sell.
0: I don't, I I don't know if that be, works
1: for you. But. Well, I'll probably come to buy. But, I like, you know what I mean?
0: Because it's going to be a hassle because I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to drive six hours up and then, you know – I, I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to fill up my SUV, bro. <laughs> for
1: facts for the way back. The facts. That's the crazy thing that like is anything <clears throat> in this business is it's way more about buying than selling, in my opinion. Like sourcing the inventory is way harder than selling it, and that's why when it I is. go to an event like this, you're trying to buy.
0: It is, bro. I mean, like, cause everyone's everyone's a reseller nowadays. Yeah, I mean, like, it's funny because it, it's definitely harder and harder to find like good deals on shoes nowadays i mean yeah,
1: but on the flip side all the demand <coughs> on the market, it makes it easier to sell too but i feel that
0: I feel yeah that. i mean like fr- from like the the past year events i've been to i mean like there's some decent deals but right now all i'm focusing on are all like steals You know what I mean? If if I know for a fact I can flip it for this and this much amount of money, you know, an X amount of dollars. Let's just say twenty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars profit, and I could flip it like that. I'm gonna invest in it, right? If I know, let's just bring up your freaking Supreme Air Force One mids, the NBA. Yeah, they're they're gone. gone. After how long? After after how long? I'm I'm curious.
1: Um, I bought them at the end of June. One of them just sat. The dead stock pair sat forever. And then the used pair, it just took us forever to clean it. Like, it was never high on the priority list. So, we've had a yes. lot of months.
0: So, I mean, exactly. So, like, <laughs> I would rather invest the money into something that I know for a fact will flip fast. You know what I mean? Rather than, <laughs> rather than put my money into that or, like, something that I know won't move. Um, I don't know. A lot of people have been... I look back at my older videos when I back when I went to Orlando for the first time, and I I, I was like, bro, what was I buying? I was really buying just to buy. I I bought some Quantums, I bought some Jordan Twelve Obsidian, uh, not not Obsidians. Um, what are the other ones that just came out? Not the Obsidians. Indigo. The Indigo. Yeah, the Indigo, right? Like those are going for a decent amount of cash right now. But at the same time, like. Before, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? That's a you know what I mean? Yeah, it,
1: it's, tough. It's, yeah, tough.
0: it's it's definitely tough, bro. I'm like, dang, what was I buying? I was buying some, like, some Jordan 5s. I mean, like, I don't know. It was it was, it was funny. But uh, but now I'm kind of like, I kind of have, like, the different mindset. I'm like, all right, if it's, I don't know. Right now I'm kind of, I'm buying, like, Jordan 1s, Nike Dunk Lows, Jordan 4s. um. Yep. I don't know I feel like anything above a five anything above a f- yeah anything above a five or like anything above a four besides let's just say the Jordan Elevens, I feel like everything else is just a brick
1: sixes sixes move well too in my experience. that's the other really one. yeah the rest of them are pretty kind of brick sixes which ones yeah,
0: sixes mostly the
1: the black infrareds
0: yeah there you go i was gonna i was gonna say that too yeah, not like any them, everything else is, is <laughs> like nah
1: bro i already know it. like i don't know i i 1000 uh... percent you sixes, c the, the black and blue pair those ones move too pretty decent those go for some bread really? yeah.
0: too I, I mean how many how often do you see those though
1: uh, we get them i've had really? quite a few pairs yeah i have t- i have two pairs right now I saw really a, pair a couple weeks ago yeah
0: wow okay well anyway how, how much? What like? What you? What do you guys like? Usually flip it for? What do you guys buy it for? And what do you guys flip it for usually?
1: The last pair. So the last pair we bought for two forty, and we flipped it for three fifteen. But the two, things, but it's it's even better than it sounds because like the two variables for us when we're making a flip is how much cleaning effort does it take, and how long does it take to sell. And that pair came out <clears> the box from a reseller ready to post, and then it sold same day. So it was a great, it was a great flip. But yeah no that's not bad. Bread. And that was a smaller size too. The bigger sizes go for more.
0: So right. You got like anyone listening to this right now, you also got to think about like the fast turnover rate, guys. For sure. You know what I mean like exactly what Dom was saying, like you got to see how much you put into it, not only money-wise but like time-wise for you to clean the shoes, for you to ice the shoes, for you to do all these different things. Mhm. To the specific shoe before you sell it you gotta take all those things in because again time is money and um the the time that you're putting in to restore the specific pair of sneakers if, if you do restore sneakers, right that's a lot of time that you could have been putting into something else um within your business that could have been generating more income but like that's a that's a great point what you that that's that's dope that you actually brought that up because you know not a lot of people think about that bro
1: (laughs) oh it's you know for us when me and tony are talking about buying decisions it's always like okay how well does this shoe move for us like let's say it's like one shoe that we've had quite a few times that just never sells jordan 12 dark concords for example i don't know why it's kind of a clean colorway like they're not they're not like super dope or nothing, but I think they're pretty clean. It's like primarily black, purple accents, Jordan 12. Right. I they don't, yeah. yeah, they don't sell for us. So it's to the really? point where like, all right, we we're not gonna take them on unless we're gonna make a big margin anymore, because that's just our reality. And then you,
0: you like, guys have a pair right now.
1: I just sold one. We just shipped one today. How much you buy for? I don't
0: remember. How much you sell for? Sure. Uh,
1: we got one. 90, I think
0: you got 190 dang so okay. you must have bought it for like 100
1: something like that I think. knowing
0: Dom knowing Dom Dom gets steals so yeah <laughs> I know that was
1: one we didn't make much on so like if I if I work backwards we paid about 20 to ship it um to the east coast with three-day shipping because we do three-day shipping to the east now roughly 20 to ship it and then we made like 30 profits so that means we had to have paid what 140 is that good math yeah
0: yeah so 140.
1: Yeah. But that's I mean that's a pretty tough margin for us. We usually make more than 30 per shoe.
0: Of course, of course. Dang. So so the the dark concord Jordan 12s are not a, are not a good shoe, huh?
1: For me per I mean like everyone moves things differently, but for me personally, bro, those are bricks.
0: Right. Like what I said before, I'm like anything above a 4 or 5 is kind of like a brick. But I was kind of surprised that you said Jordan 6s, bro. Uh, obviously except like the the black infrareds i i I don't know i don't know really i i gotta see the the unc sixes the one that you're talking about but at the same time too i I mean i understand the black infrareds but everything else is like yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah the rest are pretty much bricks i just have the one good one in my head because the only this is why the only two sixes we buy consistently are black infrareds we buy those all fucking day long and then unc sixes because they move for us so that's why i feel like sixes move well but in reality we pass on basically every other six unless we're getting a huge deal <laughs> so so
0: do you Where do you flip them do you flip them on instagram or do you flip it on go ebay um mainly mainly
1: mainly it's pretty much like any other shoe it's got like a 50 50 shot of moving quick on instagram and then if it doesn't we'll sell it on go or ebay I, I find that it sells above average. Like, it sells better than the average shoe on basically every platform. Okay. Both of them. Like, if you just... if Like, if I had a Black Infrared 6, I could pick a platform and wait it out, and it would move. You know what I mean? As opposed to right. having to cross-list it, if that makes sense.
0: Right. I like feel it's you... It's
1: really good inventory.
0: I feel that. Okay, okay. So, for anyone that's like... I don't know for... I kinda wanna add this to like our podcast right now. Like for anyone listening right now that's holding like sneakers that they cannot that they've been holding for a long time now. Like they're literally just stuck.
1: I still have those.
0: <laughs> Damn, really? Two, okay, okay, all right. Let's talk seconds. about it there. Like let's talk about how they can like move those and like what's a what's a good process for them to like Take if they're still holding on to these sneakers because obviously you don't want to take a loss i mean worst case scenario you you wanna break even on the shoes personally like you like okay with the royal toes right now, right what did you pay so let's just talk about that what did you pay, and what do you plan on doing with them in the future?
1: <laughs> I got I got those bitches sitting on my Instagram for three fifteen. I'm waiting for for people to bite. It's market. It's not even a bad deal. Like that's just what they go for. But yeah, we've sold one of them. So I paid three hundred for the one pair and two sixty five for the other. hundred's Like they damn near 300. hell, one no. hundred.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. Nev-
1: <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, I wouldn't pay no more than two fifty for royal toes, bro. Yeah, well, it was back three hundred. Oh yeah, it was so fucking stupid. Oh my gosh Wow, that's high. Yeah. this so, was, um, go ahead this was this was in like April of last year, so I don't know why I wanted I wanted to add I really wanted to add one to the to the hold closet, so I kind of paid high at Kobe's on that 300 one. Yeah. didn't pan out. Normally, this is our standard for hold, for holds these days because we have a bunch of pairs we're holding right now, mainly just Shadow 2.0s and Legend Blue lows, which I really like both of those holds still going forward. We were buying those for like 30 below market a piece, maybe as much as 20 below market um Damn. in bulk and I mean that's looking pretty good so far. I think they're going to continue to go up. Um for Royal Toes, they just didn't go up. Like, how many shoes? How many Jordan 1s? I mean, I feel like the Jordan 1 hype has kind of been, like, dead. Jordan 1s have been played out a little bit too much by Nike. There's just been too many yeah. releases. So you got to pick your spots on the colorways. But it, like, how many shoes do you hold for a year and get no appreciation on? Like, I feel like that's, that's crazy.
0: I mean, like, it's funny because we've been – I actually talked about this on my TikTok Live. And someone made a comment. They're like, Jordan 1s are – are dying slowly and like i kind of had to like I, I mean i don't want to fully agree on it but like a piece of me is just like damn like it, it some part of that is true because all the like most of the Jordan ones that they've been releasing have been absolute trash right like if you see like the upcoming releases besides a few right like let's just say like the bubblegum drawn ones that are about to come out those are decent right like dude i the like those foams. i like to be decent. yeah i like um, the bubble gums
1: except for the thing on the sole i think that shit looks so bad <laughs> <laughs> why bro you can't even see it i don't know I, I the little i i like the details on shoes like my favorite part of the ama manier three is like the sock liner whatever that material is like i don't know yeah. little details that you don't necessarily see like or the second,
0: like the satin material
1: yeah i think that's awesome that on the bubblegum ones the patent leather pink upper i think is kind of dope but then i i hate like the little bubblegum thing on the bottom i don't know
0: <laughs> no bro i mean i don't know <laughs> anyway, they, they've been, Sorry.
1: they they've been releasing
0: like so many trash Jordan ones bro i mean I feel like they gotta they gotta pick up some some better colorways. Like the next one that they're about to drop right now is the prototype drawn ones. I mean, those are decent. Yeah. I mean, but I, I just personally don't see them going crazy. I mean, like it's it's one of the first ones that I've seen where you could actually cut it to make it uh, a low. Definitely. But like, how many people are actually gonna cut it besides YouTubers that are, YouTubers or TikTokers or contenters that that are just gonna want to do it? for the content you know what i mean like how many people are actually gonna do that (laughs) not many yeah (laughs) so i don't know bro i mean we've seen it right i i'm guilty for saying that the the smoke grades were gonna go up um (laughs) i mean you're you're still holding royal toes and uh I mean I still believe in the hype. I just feel like I just feel like there's something new up and coming, bro. And I I feel like Yeezys are kinda are kinda gonna come back into play again. Mm. Um I don't know. I mean bro, it's so hard to find Yeezy slides, foam runners, um, any of those pairs for like cheap. Right, yeah. you can barely get a used pair of Easy Slides for one hundred and fifty, barely, and it's crazy because I remember when people used to sleep on those, and I remember when people used to return pairs because of what market was before, right? And now, you know, I feel like Kanye is kind of is gonna start coming back up again, bro. Kanye is coming out with unique products, trendy products, yeah. and um. I don't know I'm I'm kind of excited to see what Kanye does within these next few these next few months years and whatever he got going on cuz I feel like he has a lot going on. I feel like there's a lot in his bag that he has yet to drop and I feel like you know <clears throat> all these other brands and all these other Jordans and all this stuff there it's just going to kind of slowly die down and then Yeezy's are going to kind of pick back up again.
1: I could see it. I feel like they've been more innovative in the past year than maybe they were before that. With like all the boring three hundred and fifty releases and stuff, we got mm-hmm. the the foam runners. Obviously, they've been dropping way more slides, and the hype's just picked up on that. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. The four hundred and fifty What have they been doing with four hundred and fifty colorways? I, I haven't really been following much.
0: Four hundred and fifty. They're going to they dropped- be dropping. Um. They're going to be dropping a resin colorway. Okay. So like that, like little, like that greenish color. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be dropping that very very soon um they're dropping like another like boot that's going to be like an orange i'm pretty i don't know if you've seen it it's like it's orange it looks like a like a Yeezy 950
1: a 750 um, or a...
0: no it, i i don't even know what the models okay. going to be called but like they're going to be dropping a new colorway uh, a new model of that and uh i've been seeing like a bunch of like new models from Yeezy on on my explorer page so there's a lot to come from there but uh i mean some are ugly some are pretty dope but we're gonna see what's gonna happen
1: (laughs) ugly gets press. (laughs) that's the thing like exactly as long as as they're pushing the envelope that's what's going to make it interesting if if, uh if kanye and that brand sits back and keeps dropping the same products it's going to get boring quick i mean that's just uh that's a brand that's on innovation like i feel like the first time i saw a yeezy 350 it was like wow, that doesn't look like any other shoe I've ever seen. And that's kind of a, what I think that brand needs to keep coming. A 350? Well, I'm talking way back. I'm talking like when it first oh. came out. Yeah, not now, yeah,
0: obviously. I feel you. I mean, like the 350 kind of reminded me of uh, like the Roshi Runs. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? No, nah, dude. Both- I'm,
1: I'm like uncultured in sneakers before – yeah, bro, the, the the
0: Nike Roshi runs, bro. Those were like the thing. Those were like the shoes of like middle school and like early high school years. The Roshi runs, bro. You got you got to check those out.
1: And is it just, um, just like the similar prime knit upper to the Easy Three Hundred and Fifty?
0: Here, that, bro. I'm gonna let me see right, if I on, can pull it up, bro. I'm gonna. I'm I'm surprised you haven't heard about a Roshi run. yet. I've
1: heard about them. I'm just not that familiar with like what they look like and and whether they're similar to.
0: It's it's super similar. I mean, like they even made like ye- like Yeezy specific colorways of this of this uh the specific pair. Look, oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I remember. Okay, like, I can see that. As yeah. As a kid. Yeah, that's true. As a kid, I would try to like copy this same exact model. I would like get like a get like a gray pair of uh, of um Roshi runs. And look, it looks exactly the same.
1: Yeah, it's pretty similar, actually.
0: Very, very similar. But at the same time, too, I mean, you know, a lot of people would compare the Roshi Runs to those to those 350s. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually – I personally still love Roshi Runs, bro. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. No, I, still, I, still, I still wear a few pairs, too. Okay. But, yeah, man um, – again, just talking about like all this other stuff we've been talking about. Well, I want to talk about your website, right? So like what's been going on with that? I know last time we talked about it, um, you know, you haven't, you weren't doing too too well with it. So like what, what's the, what's the, what's the updates with that?
1: Um, So basically we had our payment provider and there were a bunch of people trying to make fraudulent payments on the website. So What I did was I kind of shut down the website for a little bit. I went in through all the Shopify settings and I tried to ban all the users that were doing this. And I I did that, I let it sit for a couple of days and then I created the website again. Or I didn't create it again, I unpaused it, right? Like I put it back online. And somehow these people came back and they just kept trying to spam it. And they just kept trying to spam these fraudulent payments until the payment provider just shut me down. So (laughs) I'm done with the website, fuck the website. (laughs)
0: So you're just going to stick to Instagram, go yeah. eBay. Yeah. And StockX.
1: But what we've added is the story highlights, so we're going to make it we've already yeah. made it so you can organize by size in the story highlights. Yeah. So at least it'll be easy for people who are like viewing my page to yeah. you know, hey, I wear size 8. These are the pairs available in size right. 8. It's sort at least it's sortable because that was the main thing I wanted to do with the website.
0: Right. And like and here's the thing too. When people go on your DMs or you or you promote something in the DMs, like yo, I got some. Uh, if you need something in a specific size, DM me. And then people are like size eight, size nine, size seven. You're able to send that highlight to them directly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they're able to just click on it, see what you got. And um, you know, there's I have a lot of pairs, bro. I have you know I have like over seven hundred pairs right now, and um, it's just it's it was kind of too much. So like progressively, what I'm gonna do is i'm gonna put all those pairs on my story so that you know i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep them up i keep them up on the highlights but you know what's crazy pairs that i have sit in the highlights i see how much i'm charging for them and then over time when i'm like deleting everything that i've sold i'm like dang like i'm actually throwing some decent steals on these because by then some pairs have already gone up in value that's okay. true Have you seen that before? Have you gone? Have have you gone through that?
1: Yeah, it's happened. I've seen that with cards um, because I like, for example, I had a Trey Young card a while back where I (laughs) I had it at a certain price, and then by the time it sold, I was like, "Damn, that's a steal!" Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's like that little. I always think about this, right? It's a lot easier to be a reseller when the market's going up if you have inventory because all your stuff is gonna like become better and better deals every day. But on the flip side, like now is an interesting time because we kind of have this balance of like prices on everything are kind of going up in this country. Like we have some inflation, but also we're going out of the summer. So that's normally a time where I feel like sneakers cool off. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the market on sneakers moves in the coming months. But when the market's going down, all of a sudden you feel the opposite effect. Like all your inventory that's been sitting feels like it's sitting a little bit longer because every day your deals are actually getting a little bit worse which is super interesting exactly, it exactly. Can play both ways for sure
0: exactly bro so like what what do you do like would you personally like change the price on the sneakers or anything that you're trying to sell like or would you just keep it up there and just sell it for a steal
1: um it depends it depends <laughs> it's, what it it's is. A, yeah I feel like I'm I'm more set it and forget it. I mean, if I see a shoe went up like $200, I'd probably be like, oh, fuck, and i go update my price. But for the most part, like, I'm trying to flip everything I have that I'm not, like, intentionally holding. I'm trying to flip as fast as possible. So I just put it up for price and forget about it until someone wants it. Absolutely. And then, you know, I'll check in. I'll check in every so often and make sure my pricing's still reasonable.
0: Yeah, I feel like my game plan right now is kind of like, you know, just list a bunch of pairs up and just kind of just get rid of it invest in 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 other pairs get rid of it invest in other because i feel like that will consistently keep growing your capital and um that'll just that'll just leave you with more money to invest in other things that you may that you might want to invest in whether that's whether it's in more shoes whether it's in like another business whether it's in real estate or just anything else that you want to personally do too you know what i mean like I feel like that's why it's super um Mm -hmm. super important for you to do that as well not only just for your capital but like so that you're able to like venture and invest in different things as well Right. you know what i mean so i mean like do you see yourself just mainly like doing sneakers or you think you're going to do other uh, making other
1: investments as well well you know it's funny because before I did sneakers, I was thinking I needed a business. My, my idea of an ideal business model was like the Berkshire Hathaway model, where you have a business or core businesses that generate cash flow, and then you take that cash flow and invest it into the stock market. But everything everything's so highly priced. I just don't have faith in the market, and it just keeps going up and up and up and up. Yeah. And it's like, yep, we're so yep. due for a correction. So- We're so due for a correction because usually these bull runs only last about a decade and then we see a a larger deflationary period and then everything comes back up. But then on the flip side, we've printed all this money and we're having um, different worker shortages and different things like that that makes me think that prices will go up, which isn't necessarily good for business. But the point is, is like, i don't know where the market's going like i don't really feel comfortable putting my money anywhere because the circumstances are so really? strange economically bro we're in such an anomaly period of u.s history i feel like maybe i'm just not educated enough
0: but this i feel like you gotta study it more I are you on good. it are you on it like because i feel like for me i am i'm always like checking it bro i'm always like studying it and i'm like dang i'm like this is a this, now we're in a we're in a bear market and now it's it looks bullish and all this stuff, you know what i mean like but I, i'm always checking.
1: i'm thinking more in a macro trend right like in the last since the 2008 crisis everything's been going up and up and up and we're still seeing record highs get set every day so oh like yeah there was a period where when covid first started we technically went into a recession but we came out of it like within weeks basically or maybe yeah. within a month but yeah. i don't know that's that's kind of my thoughts i don't want to stray too far into this because i don't want to like I feel like this isn't something I'm super knowledgeable about. Like I'm comfortable talking yeah. about shoes and business because I'm living it, but when it comes to like exactly. macroeconomics, like <laughs> don't do listen like, to me too much here. I'm not. I kind
0: of I I kind of made I kind of made a lot of risks. I've done a lot of risks recently, bro. Risks. I've I made a lot of risks recently just because. I mean, I don't want to have just all my money tied down into one stream of income. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of want to. Yeah like whenever let's just say whenever business is down i want to have something that will keep me up as well um so that's why i've I've done a lot of research into like crypto stocks real estate all this stuff you know and i've told you like i'm in the process of like getting my first rental uh Mm -hmm. within these next within these next few years so i mean i'm just taking like the little like like the little steps for real estate right now Um, as far as like stocks and all these other like cryptocurrencies, like I'm, I'm, I'm invested into those right now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm doing pretty well with it. So I'm not, I mean, uh, we're going to see where it takes me in the future. But again, like, I just, I just have the mentality. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just so, I'm super young right now. Like, what do I got to lose? You know what I mean? Like if, if, even if I lost everything today, I, I'll have, like, all my life to just gain everything back plus more, you know? And um, I don't know. You could take my advice you can't or you don't have to. But uh, especially if you're young, I would just, just go all out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just go all
1: out. So it is what it is. <laughs> if I don't know how much we want to talk about economics, but I, I have another thought on it, which is that, Holding money, no, nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't want to go into like investments and economics and this kind of shit because I just don't, I don't feel like I'm educated enough. Like you can go get better investment advice or macroeconomic advice than listening to me. Yeah, so I don't want to go
0: there. I, I, I feel, and I feel like we're we're not close. able to do that right now too. I, I feel like we're not even applicable to do that.
1: Hell no. Hell, <laughs> <You know>? no. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. We might actually
0: get in trouble for, for doing that, dog.
1: No, I mean I think I I would hope it's very clear to everyone listening we are not qualified to give investment advice and we're not <laughs> intending we're not intending to give investment advice. It's just two exactly.
0: dudes, two dudes exactly. talking about
1: what they observe like
0: but Yeah, man. We just we just want you guys to, to do well and um I don't know take take risks an, at an early age. I'm 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 really I'm actually serious about that. Like yeah. you should really be willing to take risks at a young age. Educated right? risks though. Educated risk, of course. Like, don't don't put money into like stupid things that that you don't know about. Like, it, it's funny because my mom, she's kind of getting into like the crypto space. She's kind of getting into like stocks. She's been asking me a lot about like different things that she's that she should invest in, and uh, come to find out, you know, her coworker, her coworkers and like people around her are telling her to invest in like these different coins and i'm like mom i'm like why would you invest in this one of the one of the coins that she invested in is dogecoin and i'm like bro i'm like this coin is is not going anywhere you know what i mean like i mean a, a lot of people might think differently but i feel like personally you should put your money into things that you know where that that has like take good technology back behind it. You know what I mean? But she she invested in a meme coin and um it is what it is. We're gonna see if she makes some money off of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'll give I'll give two thoughts on that. Number one is like we always talk about Dylan is buy what you believe in, right? And that and buying what you believe in doesn't mean you watch the news or you listen to your friends and then you buy something. (laughs) It means you're doing your homework. You're figuring out what's behind these things and then and then you're making the investment but then also you want to think about what areas you're competent in right so like i wouldn't rush to invest in crypto right now because i'm not knowledgeable about the space it would be something where like um you you want to get really really educated compared to the general market about a space before you enter right because like let's say let's say i went into crypto tomorrow and there's millions of people out there who know more about me they're sorry, who know more about the space than I do. They're probably going to be earning money while I lose it. But yeah, the point is, is whatever you want to invest in really, really do your homework and just think about it logically. Like, am I up there in knowledge with the experts or can I get close or can I just do as much homework as possible before you make it?
0: And I mean, that goes with everything that you invest in too, you know, like sneakers, um, watches, and just like you you just got to make sure that you know what you're talking about because like you can lose a lot of money fast. You could make a lot of money in this space. You can lose a lot of money in money in this space and again that goes for everything. Real estate, stocks, everything. So um yeah man, you just want to be careful but also just take like we said, take educated risks. Right? If you've already done the homework and you feel comfortable that if you feel comfortable enough that you sh- that you should invest in it then do it you yeah. know what i mean yeah.
1: i'm just <laughs> and, i'm just uh, laughing this this episode title is going to be like unsolicited financial advice or just something bro i know bro but like <laughs>
0: at the same time so i feel mm-hmm. like this is something we should we should talk about too you know for what sure. i mean for sure um I'll, but no we, we already we already got the t- we already got the title for this for this whole podcast bro well, you, you know, you know, I sent it to you already. So, hell yeah! Just, just, <laughs> just drop that on the, just drop the title, man. You already know. Stay tuned, man. Episode episode thirteen. Yes, Check sir, the title, man. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Dom Dom was like, Dom Dom sent me a voice message. I'm like, all right, bet I got the perfect title for episode number thirteen. So, um, yeah, man. Stay tuned. How, how to how to be prepared next time, uh, for for sneaker events and all that stuff. But I don't know, man. Right. Before we close this podcast off, I kind of want to just tell you guys, like, how grateful I am personally. Um, Like, Dom and I, how how grateful we personally are for all you guys listening right now. If you guys have made it to this point in the podcast, which is kind of around the end already, um, again, we just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. We have over, what, 700 plays? Mm Mm-hmm on this podcast alone we're only at episode 13 episode number 13 um i don't know if that's like great or not in the podcast world but for us man we're just we're just super super grateful right like any type of amount of listens we get plays we get any type of amount of people that like actually listen to this podcast and actually get some value out of this podcast we we really 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 appreciate you guys so much for the there's it it keeps going the the audience keeps going to one to three on this IG on this IG live right now but I know that there's a lot of you guys out there listening on Apple Podcasts Spotify and all these other platforms I think our most listened podcast was episode number two where we got over a hundred plus play a hundred plus plays on that podcast alone so again Dom and I are super grateful. Dom and I have our own personal podcast, but I told him personally that I want to just go hard on this podcast right here. Um, right. We we we've made our own TikTok page. We've made our own uh Instagram page, which is obviously this one that we're on right now. Uh it's all gonna be the same exact thing on all social media platforms. So go ahead and check us out. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. TikTok, Instagram, you name it. We're probably going to uh, have our own YouTube page coming up soon. So, I mean, Dom, is there anything else you want to add to that, all right, about our gratitude to our audience?
1: I think you hit it. We're going to keep pushing for y'all, so I'm um, glad you guys have liked the, ep- the episode. So. Yeah, thank you
0: very 100%, much. 1,000%, man. And um, once again, stay tuned for all the next up-and-coming episodes. Next episode is going to be episode number 14. Dom and I, we, we it's been a long time coming since we, we since we brought um, another person on here. So we, I think we for episode number fourteen we gotta we gotta bring someone in, either you know DFW, um, young rice, Chan- like I don't know someone. We gotta bring someone else in again.
1: I'm down. Um, it's gonna be. We can talk about it later. It's gonna be interesting figuring out how to like do it on Instagram live because we haven't tried it before. But like hopefully it goes well. I- I'm. Down I think we've it.
0: done that before. Now we. we did it
1: both on anchor, but, but you can you can add another person. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's gonna I, I, we're gonna figure we'll make it, out. it out. Yeah, we we'll <clears throat> we're gonna figure it out. But once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to episode number thirteen. Stay tuned for episode number fourteen. Make sure you guys go uh, follow us on all social media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and please make sure you guys go leave us a review. Most important thing, leave us a review on Instagram and on Apple Podcasts. So till next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir.